Welcome to episode 118 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi, baby. Oh my God, I have so many things. So, so many things. I have so, to Do add. you? You well, have so I, many no, things No, no, no. I'm adding a thing. Okay, because so, I feel like... Um, we, I sometimes we cr- we cr- you know have the same things yes, maybe. Yes. First, I want to say, um, oh, I want to show you something. So I don't know if you follow this Instagram account. It's called the Sweet Feminist. Oh. She's a, a baker, right? But on these cakes, oh, yeah. she puts She'll different do, like, the messages. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. she sells things. She and so I bought some stuff. I want to see if you want any of these. You can have it. I already took one of these stickers, but these are like stickers of her cakes <gasps> that have sayings on it. So I took the one that said. Um, Sugar Spice and Repro Rights. Yes. <laughs> Put it on my computer. And so if you want any of those, you can take oh them. Oh, my God. And then I got this tote bag. It <gasps> says Sugar Spice. That's so cute. Spice and Repro Rights on it. Isn't that adorable? Yes. Let's support yeah. all of these and local, amazing She, you know, people. proceeds, parts of the proceeds go to um, abortion clinics and, and people, abortion providers. And so, I don't know. I was thinking she'd be a great guest to have yes. on. Yes. And then maybe we could get some cookies and shit out of her. Yes. Hey, <laughs> it's free to appear on the podcast unless yes. you want to send me some cookies and then uh, <laughs> I'm on over. We do have a P.O. box. Yeah. So <laughs> but let us know right so in. we can go check it and get those, uh, yes, yes. those cookies. So I love her, the sweet feminist. She's amazing. And she shares her uh, personal abortion story and really is very positive about um, you know, people don't want to share those stories. It's a very, very private thing. And she says that like, it's not anybody else's it's fucking no business. business, but to be, uh, for her to be out there and to be fighting in this way in, in, in yeah. she's in Texas and, and it's, uh, bra- it's brave. It's very brave. It's very difficult. I mean, there are people out there that legitimately think that women who have had abortions are murderers right. and should be jailed. Right. So it, well, it which is, will happen soon. I mean, let's is, be honest. Yeah. And it, it's, so it's scary for women who are already, I feel like in danger all of the time for so many different things yeah. to now add something that is a traumatic thing. Whether you choose, it's it's not like women who have chosen to have abortion are like, yeah, let me go party. This was right. great. Like right. it, it's still a difficult thing for Absolutely. women to go through. It's still emotionally traumatizing. It's damaging. Yeah. And to now then add this other sort of violence on top of it because you have some sort of judgment. Right. Because you wouldn't have chosen it for your life, which is fine. Right. Don't choose it. But to lawmakers that make these terrible laws. The men. The men. Oh, and women. That fucking yes. Kelly Stargle, that oh, wino cunt face bitch. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about. Wino. Wino, bitch. Yes. So um, I want to talk about <laughs> last Saturday. Um, <gasps> Tina and I had the best fucking time. And we I don't did. think we mentioned it on the podcast because we recorded on Saturday morning. Oh, that's right. And, you know, sometimes you never know, like, yes. if things are going to work, plans are going to work out. So uh, after you left that day, I. Where did I go? Oh, I went to uh, Lowe's and I did my homeowner shit. I bought Ooh. some gar- hefty garbage bags. <laughs> Your <laughs> murder I bought, kit. I bought, yeah, yeah, I bought some some like clippers, like like they look like a chop a finger off and everything, nice. and uh, some like new gloves so I could just do a bunch of work because you know I'm mowing the lawn now, honey. Ooh. She's doing her most the most. <laughs> um, but then I laid out and got my tan on. I now have tan lines. I am so fucking excited wow. about this. And Whitney Whitney texted me and she's like. Oh what are you doing i'm like bitch i'm laying out come over (laughs) and she did and so we laid out and bullshitted for like hours and then 
I picked you up and we went yes, to dinner with our went. with uh, my skate buddy Chelsea. Yes, it was so fun. Yeah, we went to Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown Ooh, food is amazing. So fucking good. Um, yuca fries all day long, all fucking day long. Yes. Um, and then after that, the whole point of the evening was to go to see. <laughs> Uh, Rickolis, who yes. I am now at Laser Wolf. He's saying he, he's from Jacksonville and he's a, a good friend of Bluebird, um, who's uh, our homie and been on the show, yes. who I'd really like to have come back soon. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so they were in a band called Hurricane Party together. Anyway, I am now obsessed with Rickolis's music. Ooh. Like in deep diving oh, into this wow. music and like videos and a po- he has a podcast. And like, I was saying, like, I don't, I want to send a message. Send a message. That's like, I love, here's the songs that I love. And I have so many questions because he's got to be near our age. Cause the, he is there's near our age. There's albums I, I that was, are like, looking him up too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's albums that are very nostalgic nineties that sound, sound very nostalgic nineties yeah. where I'm just like, Oh my God, what is this? What is this about? One of my favorite songs I cannot stop listening to last week is called, um, generate, excuse me. Generation X Midlife Crisis. Oh. It's so fucking good, Tina. I, I, I That's us. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking good. So I don't know. But oh. I can't send the message because I'm a Punisher. You know what a Punisher is? It's a Phoebe Bridger song. A Punisher is somebody who's a fan and like goes up to that person and it's like, oh my God, I really yeah. love your music. It means so much to me. And, yeah. and the artist is just like, yeah. that's what I would be like. And I wanted to say hi to Rickolas after his show Yeah, because he's like there but I, I cannot be a punisher. Yeah, I yeah. cannot do it. And I was, I was pun- nervous. I was a punisher once when I was nervous, and I am. I've still done more, the, yes. I'm still mortified by it. But luckily, I was able to recover because then I met the artist like a, f- a few times after that, and was like, "And it's no big deal." Yeah. Actually, this well, meeting this person. My only interaction was but. I was walking out to go have a, you know, siggy siggy sig. And my kids are here. I'm gonna whisper, and he walked past me, and we kind of made eye contact, oh. and I said, "Hello." <laughs> hello is what i said i and, like that and it kept walking i mean and i was like what is it? and chelsea's like i can't believe you didn't shoot hello. your shot i was like I'm girl so- <laughs> <laughs> i was like no i, I just oh. can't i'm too nervous so anyway oh. bluebird got up and they <gasps> Blue- did a little i never bit. heard bluebird yes that's that's why i wanted you to go because and i knew I bluebird like, would get up and sing wow. or rap he would I, rap wa- but wow and it, yeah. he's just I love everything about him. I love his energy. I Ugh. just his is, wife is his fucking wife incredible. is amazing. But he's like this little he's, he's like this ball of light. Yeah, he really is. He's got he's such, got there's just, some sort of um, there's such kindness, yeah. goodness. Like it just he's got come, some sort of life philosophy that yes. is fucking working. Yes. it's working for him because he's and he we talked about politics with him and oh, he's Broward great. and he's a skate great. park. They're gonna make a skate park in um, I believe Dania. Yeah. I, I might be Dania, Hollywood. Hollywood area. Yeah, um, after a, a young man who who passed away and he was all about that and talking about it and I mean it's incredible so, so and yeah and Taylor I mean she Taylor put, and Dory, she put shirts wife. out this week oh and I'm my like God. oh I wish I could pull off yeah where like she just you could pull it off she, but she just is so she reminds me of this girl I used to know that just it's, it felt like she just floated yeah through like like that yes. she like that her feet didn't she's even touch uh, the ground and she's yeah. just very you know what you're right ethereal yeah and and I love it I love she, that his wife Taylor is like one of those 
just so comfortable. Just not. He- and there's something. Who she not, is. There's something where she's above everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but not, not, not. No, in a, not, not in a bad no, no, no. way. Yeah. Not in like a snobby way. No. In a way where it's like you can tell she stands out yes. in the crowd, right? Like yes. she's a star. She's she a fucking is. star. Yeah. She was just featured in Vogue Japan, by the way. Yeah. I mean, she's fucking incredible. She's I told amazing. her, I go every time you put a drop out, I want to get a shirt. But the shirts are like seven hundred dollars, yeah. but they're originals. Like Original. they're you'll never see another shirt like no. this. So she's and, and she's they disappear like, I know. and they disappear in like a week. Yeah, <laughs> not a week, like, like within in a, minutes, in a minute, within minutes, minutes that's of her meant, putting sorry. this fucking thing out. They're gone. Her shirts uh, are gone. She's uh, listen. Those two, but forget about that. it. They're like, gonna take over the world. Like, like I love that they are doing what they want to do in their life. Yeah. Like they're making That's what this happen. Yes. yes. They, this whole like, oh, manifest. Like no. I feel like they, they just do they it. They just fucking do it. And, and they have them. the bravery to do it. And, and I'm so impressed The nicest fucking people ever. Yes. Right? Like just so fucking yes. approachable and kind yes. and funny and- uh. You too. We love you, lovebirds. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. We should send them a, a fucking <gasps> wedding gift, bitch. <gasps> Yeah. All right. It might. Okay. We're within the year. It's not too late. Yeah. It's not too um, late. <laughs> all right. So let's talk. Like, before we get into government, let me just say oh. one more thing. So tonight we're going to an engagement party <gasps> for our very, very, very good friend oh Nancy Mateer, the commish out in Coral Springs. So she, she sat on the Women's March Broward yes. board with us, and she's just an incredible environmental activist incredible. and I still human remember, being. Um, we were so lucky to have her speak. Um, way, way back in the early days of mm. Women's March with the Environmental Justice yeah. group um, that was like a, a subgroup of that. And and she was so young then. Oh, my God. And I was Still. blown away by just, I, I was like, wow, I wish I could have been like yeah. that at her yes, age. Yes, yes, yes. J- uh, incredible environmentalist. She's and, amazing. And so she's the first uh, black woman, Haitian American woman yes. to ever be elected in Coral Springs on the commission. She's incredible. And she has, and when she announced this engagement, I was like, I didn't even know she was dating anybody. <laughs> and this guy's cute. Uh, yes. Hello. He's very handsome. <laughs> he's very sweet. And, uh, I'm so yeah. happy for her. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Cause you know, I know she's, she's, uh, you know, balancing, you know, she, she got elected, which she'd worked so hard to yes. do and she's doing everything she can to like make a difference in this state and, and in her city, her she beloved already, Coral she Springs. Has. I mean, um, oh, she loves, you know, I like Coral Springs is her home and yeah. she loves, she loves that city Loves that and city. goes through shit. We talked about that yes. on your episode. She goes through some shit out there, but loves that city. And so now she's found love and I just, I can't tell you, it couldn't happen to a nicer person. So oh. congratulations to Nancy and I'm excited to celebrate yes. with her t- a little bit tonight. Um, okay. So some, so don't say gay was signed into law this yes. in Florida and anywhere you are in the world, you yeah. know what that is because Florida is all over the map with this. Um, I'm, I'm still, so the fallout with Disney is what's now oh my so God. fucking it's incredible so to stupid. me. It is, but they, you know, so I didn't know there was this like this 1965 law yeah. that was called the Reedy Creek government, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know. I should have looked more into the details, but basically the Florida, because we were so happy to have Disney, we're mm-hmm. like, y'all can run your own shit. Yeah. Just bring that money in, bitch. Right? Like we're yep. like, yes, yeah, stay, come tours and tours and tours and give yeah. me them dollars, dollars, yeah. dollars. Bing, 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 rain, right? Um, not anymore. So we let, (laughs) so we, the state of Florida, let them have their own, basically their own little government there. Yes. Their own, they have their own fire department. They have their own, right. They have their own fucking shit happening in that area. Now (laughs) lawmakers met privately, which was a huge problem. Uh, I think it was 
Representative yeah. Roach. Hello, Sunshine. Tweeted, laws. tweeted. Other Sunshine laws. We're meeting day. about. We just had a meeting about re- repealing this law, and someone was like, "Um, that's against the law. Yeah, you can't fucking do that. Like, We're you fucking sunshine idiots. Sunshine laws in the Sunshine State. Oh please. my God, you're can so we, dumb. Can we have Sunshine laws? They're in the so sunshine fucking state? dumb. So uh, beyond dumb. Yeah. Beyond, it's so stupid. But anyway, DeSantis, of course, is on board with it because he's like, yeah, you know, all these special privileges. He's a petulant, yeah. spoiled, yeah. brat. Yeah, and it's like you, you don't do what I want. Well, now, now you get payback. Like this yeah. is, and this is who everyone's like. He'd be a great president. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. This yeah. clearly, like, demonstrates yes that he is only out for himself. Yeah, and that if you cross him in any way, he's going to retaliate. That's not what a mature adult leader does. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. There's this guy named, I think his name's Barry Diller. He's like a media mogul guy. And they were interviewing him on CNN. And he was like, well, the problem is that (laughs) Disney hired a new communications person. And this should never have gotten out. Like like, corporations should not have political opinions. And I was like, that's, Um, they they already did that. They created that though. When they donated money to tons of Republicans for decades and decades and decades. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. That's you. We, we know your political but, but, opinions. But government passed that corporations could be considered a yeah. person. So like, you you know what I mean? You can't have things both ways. You can't say basically corporations can be people and have a say yeah. and, and donate a ton of money and then say they shouldn't have a political opinion. Yeah. You don't get to do that. Basically, you don't get to like, do that. When Don't Say Gay came up, they should have never gotten involved. But, but meanwhile. These are people's lives. Yeah. They have so, employees that are very upset about this they have people employees, are gonna fucking walk are, out yes there are people that that have grown up with it's disney, a huge right? give me a break it's a huge media fucking frenzy with disney and i am here for every oh, fucking me too. second of it let's i'm here see, for every second see. of it and when i can't the bottom wait. line is yeah. uh, attacked what's disney gonna i can't do? wait to see what happens fuck you but it's gonna uh, be curious then to see then the power then that government can have on Big yeah. corporations like that. Like, what is this going to now? What precedent well, are we starting? Because what precedent are we starting in America now? And also, not besides the Reedy Creek government thing, they also benefit from really like just very court like these like top 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 corporation benefits that they get. Yeah, and and those are the things they they also want to take away from Disney. But you're all they also are going to take it away. There's other corporations based here that would lose those benefits. It's yeah. not just Disney. But they so don't care. big tech companies' yeah. money would be leaving the state and leaving, and no more. By the way, Disney, no more political donations. Like this is a huge impact on their campaigns, on their bottom line yeah. as, it, as political candidates. It's incredible. So I am like I with the I, popcorn, like that Michael Jackson <laughs> with the fucking popcorn and that thriller. Yes, meme, yes, like, yes, or, yes, or gift. Yes, like that's yes, what I'm yes, fucking here yes. for. Like I am so excited about it. It's because crazy. That's what they do. The Demo- the Republicans, you know, tr- tr- DeSantis is like Trump. They cut off their nose to spite their face. Right. Like they just don't but, but, give a but fuck. But for DeSantis, he doesn't care, right? Because he doesn't think he's going to be here much longer. Matter to him, yeah. He doesn't think he's going to be here much longer. You're right. Be on the political, yes, bitch. presidential, you know, stage, mm-hmm. like running for presidential yeah. office. And gets to say, I went up against Disney. Yeah. I'm not afraid to fight against Disney. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, oh, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't care about corporations. He doesn't care. Oh Give God. me a break. You're so right. He doesn't care about Florida. No. And that's like the idiots of Florida yeah. don't realize. Like, he doesn't care about the state. Yeah. This is a little stepping stone. Yeah. He'll just, he'll push us underwater yeah. and destroy us well, as an entire you, state. I mean, not good. And then... But like, go on his merry way. But the thing that's really funny too is that let's say he does like go to run for office, he'll leave us behind. 
the Republicans who are here who have done the, his dirty work yeah. and done his dance. He told them dance monkeys and they fucking did it. They have to deal with the repercussions from this, right? Like oh. they did these things to please this fucking crazy man. And, and, and so now, and they're going to be stuck in office having to answer for all for of that all bullshit. Of his, for all of that. All of and it. And he, I, I know what I say every time, but have you ever seen someone with such a smug Dude, face as this Have you guy? seen this Leonard He's Skinner video? Like, I want to punch him. Oh, God. <laughs> have you seen Sweet Florida? Uh, <laughs> what are we douche, doing in this douche. state? Get I us am, out. Yeah. Somebody, if you listen, don't like it, you can Ohio, leave. Germany, <laughs> Australia, Canada, please help us get us out. Yeah, you get mean, us you out. Know, Tina loves Send to say, us a lifeboat. You know how Tina likes please, to say? Please, we need a lifeboat. <laughs> you know how Tina likes to say? That we're going to be climate refugees. Yes. We're fucking Republican we're refugees. Right. Like we are fucking <laughs> refugees from the yeah, madness of, the of DeSantis. Yeah, Please. that's what we are. We're GOP refugees. We need help. We need help. Yeah. Send help. I mean, that's really what we are. It's fucking yes. insane. And we are. So, we are. I don't know. And there are people that love this, love this uh, governor, love this state yeah. because of him. And I... My my brain doesn't see it. No, I don't. My brain I don't doesn't see, it, see it. And I still don't see the people like who are still on board with Trump. Yeah. Who think Trump did great things for yeah. America. Trump is is still colluding with Russia. <laughs> yes. He still wants to get people uh, to 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 take Biden out. Yeah. So that and then replace him. That is a dictator. <laughs> yeah. Like go look up the definition in a freaking encyclopedia. Somebody asked Somebody. What the hell is going on? Somebody asked me last night, uh, so what is your take on the Will Smith, um, oh. right? Like Chris oh, Rock, yeah, which, we you know, slap. And that. I was like, I literally, I was like, humana, humana, humana. I live in Florida. I live in Florida. Yeah. We're fucking dying We're here, dying. motherfucker. You think I give a fuck who's bitch slapping who yes. at the goddamn Academy yes. Awards in Los Angeles, California? I know. Fuck that bullshit. I am yeah. fucking dying here. Our state is fucking under, going to be underwater. We're going to be underwater. Our houses are fucked. People can't afford to fucking live. No. I, I, but w there's already been a teacher reported for wearing a shirt that said protect trans kids. Yeah. Already been reported. Yep. A kid in the class took a fucking picture of this teacher in a middle school or high school and sent it in and is already under investigation. The shit has already started. The bill was signed last motherfucking week. Yes. So don't fucking talk days, to me about Will ago. Smith. Who I gives know. a fuck? Yep. Slap everybody. Slap me. <laughs> somebody, somebody come bitch slap me and wake uh, me the fuck up from this nightmare that I fucking out. live in. Get us out. Get the fuck out of here with this oh bullshit. God. Will Smith. Will Smith. Fuck this. <laughs> you don't even understand. Like the, how, how is that even a fucking discussion? Who gives a fuck? They all, everybody well, needs to be slapped. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing too, is that um, Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood is, it's a distraction. Like, yeah. like, and and nobody's talking again, about Ukraine anymore. By I the know. Way. And and the thing is, like actors, actresses, like you memorize your lines. Yes, you do a great job. They're beautiful. And you're beautiful. Handsome. Good fucking sexy. for you. Hot. Oof. Hot. God damn it, Brad Pitt. You how, motherfucker. Ooh. How does he still look so goddamn motherfucking good? I don't know. I think Fuck, he's I'd, adorable. I'd, I'd fuck him so hard. <laughs> hard. He would However. not know his name at the end oh. of that night. However, oh, however. Oh, yeah, sorry. However. Distracted. See? I know. I'm distracted. They're, they're distracted. I don't they're even distracted. know anymore. I'm just thinking about Brad Pitt and However, like, like, you're like these little petty things. You're just actors and actresses like that, that, that people are going so nuts for. And, and I did. I mean, I, I had conversations about it. 
But I mean, here's the thing. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, I, let's I not know. get into it. Yeah, I was going to say something about Jada Pinkett Smith and alopecia. Like, is, is the whole world supposed to know that? I don't know if she had alopecia. Like, I, 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 it was a fucking joke. It was a joke about a haircut. Like, just can we all calm the fuck down? Well, can we calm down? I mean, and I, and I, I really, can see her side. I can see her side. Oh, please. As a woman, in, in oh, especially please. in Hollywood, as a celebrity, where women are already put to, like, such a higher standard to lose your hair. Right, which for women, like that's of their course, thing, and and to already is Chris feel Rock sensitive. supposed to know yeah, that? That's a whole. Is the whole story. world supposed that's to know your fucking story. story? Well, I think she came out and like did a whole thing on. But her. again, I, I had no idea. I know, I know. So I know. like, I maybe I don't live in the in my maybe my Twitter feed looks different because I'm in fucking Florida yeah, nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that Jada no, Pinkett Smith has fucking know that, alopecia. I didn't know that either until Who gives after a the shit. <laughs> Get your shit, honey, please. I mean, good for you for coming out and sharing your story so everybody can relate or get listen. I, I'm putting divorce posts up all like from time to time. Yeah. And I put one up about mowing the lawn and I'm getting messages from people I haven't seen since high school. Wow. Who are like, you have no idea how much these posts mean to me. Oh like my I'm God. going through the same thing. It's fucking hell. And <sighs> your, your words are exactly how I'm feeling. And they mean so much to oh me. Please keep putting God. things up because I can't publicly talk about it yet. And like on and on and on like message after message. It's incredible. That's it's incredible. I, I'm touched. I'm incredibly that's, touched. That's amazing. And it starts with, I know we've never been close, but, and it's like, it's wow. unbelievable. Oh. oh, Tina. I love it. Just sharing like the other side of the, like getting yes. to the other side and like, there's a positive, like just keep going. Keep going. Just keep, keep going. Keep going. All right. Oh, all well, right. Are we ready? Well, let me just oh, say one oh, last oh. thing. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but it's like super local and you know, are you bitch. talking about that, that scene? Yeah. That's what I have on my list. That's so what I have on my list. This is so like super insider, like Fort Lauderdale, yes. Broward County. Tiny, and so tiny. I apologize if you don't live here, it's fine, but it does involve Chippewa Marka. So if you yes. love this podcast and, and you, you love know how, much how fucked up Hillary we hate it. especially hates Chippewa That little disgusting Vienna sausage oh, finger, no dick God. midget Ooh, motherfucker. Oh my God. So um, ooh, I fucking hate him, honey. I would hate fuck brad pitt thinking about lamarca oh my <laughs> you know god I mean? like that's how hard i would fuck wow brad pitt. i'd be thinking Woo. about how much i hate chip lamarca that'd be a hell of a ride a hell of a wow ride. we might edit that out i don't know we're yeah. we'll see <laughs> yeah fuck it um okay so we have a lunatic republican woman on the fort lauderdale commission named heather moritis okay yeah city of fort lauderdale but and you really She's never wild see, crazy but wild you never really see much of her you don't but when shit goes down she's like i'm not voting for this i'm not voting yeah, for protecting yeah, yeah. gay kids yeah, i'm not voting yeah, for an yeah, abortion yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. supporting women with abortion she's just and she puts out crazy fucking tweets she's out of her fucking mind so but because she's a republican you know and they're like not a lot of them here as elected officials in broward those specific people like a chip Marka, get moved around right yeah. like they start looking for seats and so since ted deutsch's seat comes up like we don't know who's running for what and we heard triple marco like rumored and he put that rumor out again this week yeah. like i haven't made any final decisions yet he's running we'll see please so, he's trying yeah. to he said he he can't he's trying to he would love to bring his leadership to congress <laughs> there's no leadership there's no leadership but, but, that one made me laugh for a good fucking 10 minutes but when, I read when that. uh miss heather made this oh, announcement yes yeah. so heather moritis puts a thing out she's resigning in november like, and immediately i'm like okay she's running for chip seat chip's running for ted seat like yeah, that's like, it what's that's all it. that's it so there's, there's three, no well, other there's way three, for it to happen there's three things that could happen okay she could now because they could be all of course talking yes. like so they're all happens. talking so like she could be resigning to run for chip seat 
because yes. Chip's going to now run for the floor. That's Senate, what's happening. That's which is my the Gary prediction. Farmer, which I was, will, I'm going to put money down on it. Yeah, which, with the new maps, it would the Gary Farmer, who's our current senator here, a Florida senator, if he can't run or if he doesn't run, which he hasn't announced if he's going to run again either, then Chip could run for the Florida, Florida Senate seat and leave his House seat which would leave it open for Heather to run for that. Right. That could be a thing. Or he could run for the Ted Deutsch seat. Or he could run for the Ted Deutsch seat. Maybe he's already told her that. Like, yeah. I'm sure they're talking. And she's going to run for his seat. Right. So we don't know what's... Or, or she, she could run for the like Ted Deutsch seat. Or... Or she could run for the Florida Senate seat. We don't know. Yeah. Now, she said in her res- resignation letter she wants to focus on her family and, like, education. But that's some fucking yeah. jerk-off shit. Like, no. I, I don't think you're, that you're that's You're not just fucking, resigning. No way. There's no, no way. way. So no way. that's exciting. Or, or it's maybe, also, like, a, a Broward commissioner seat, but I don't see maybe, that. Maybe. But also, it's exciting because now we have a Fort Lauderdale commission seat that's open. That could be somebody Ooh, fantastic that yes. could run for that. So, like, we're here for this. Yeah, we but need someone amazing, please. The fact that she's resigning, it just triggered this change. Lamarca like question mark and he knows it too because he's been questioned by Anthony yes. Mann, Anthony Mann uh, he's running him. he is uh, he thinks he's being coy yeah but he's not like it's it's transparent he is running for something I he's running for something wait I can't wait oh god imagine imagine just imagine a world mm. where both of them get defeated <gasps> oh, oh! oh I'm slip sliding off this seat Ooh. bitch <laughs> Oof, uh, yes, please. Ooh, all, right. all right, please go. We gotta I got, get I got, started. I got, we gotta get too started. many sex jokes up okay. front. I'm like, it's it's eight fucking nine o'clock it's in the nine morning. A, and not I'm even nine o'clock. Talking about <laughs> my underpants. Ooh, all right. Okay. Tina, go. Oh my god. All right. So today, yes, I'm gonna tell you the story of Marcus Foster. Hmm. So Marcus Foster made history as the first black superintendent of Oakland County, California. Okay, but. When he's suspected of being a fascist, what? a radical terrorist group targets him. <gasps> this story, so, okay, this story takes place in California during the 70s, and you are going to be very aware of the group involved in this murder. Okay. And at first- A murder? Yes. Whoa. Yes. And at first, there's murder, there's kidnapping, Um. So at first, I really wanted to focus on the group, this this uh, radical terrorist group. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, 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 no. I need to focus on this guy because he has uh, been forgotten. Really? He has been forgotten in, um, not, not completely forgotten, but he is overshadowed by uh, something else that happened. So I okay. really wanted to make sure that he is the forefront of this story. Okay. So... Again, this story is a little bit different because it involves a domestic terrorist group. It involves a newspaper heir. So I hope that this Ooh. gives you the clue. Oh, wait. Which, uh, unfortunately. Oh, like, what's her name? Is yes, it Hearst? Yes. yes! <laughs> Love it. Okay. Hearst. Oh, my God. All right. The best. So, according to his wiki page, Foster was born in Athens, Georgia, but grew mm. up in Philly and he attended Cheney State College in 1947 and started his career as an educator in 1957. Mm. He also earned his EDD, which is a doctorate in education, from University of Pennsylvania Ivy League. Yeah, that's huge. Um, after teaching, he served as principal of an elementary school and later um, of the OV Caddo School for Boys, and then later he was principal of Gratz High School. And Black Past noted that as he worked as principal, he took up the challenge of African-American academic achievement. Mm. And he really wanted to transform these three troubled uh, all-black schools 
um, as he headed into like being principal, like that was his focus. And he worked to fight against past racial discrimination in schools. And he focused on quote, African-American traditions of educational activism and achievement. And Black Past further notes that the programs he created, quote, raised academic expectations, motivated students, reached out to parents, and provided much-need injections of financial and human resources. So wow. he really was focused on, like, we need to uh, make things equitable. Yeah. We need to have our, you know, these Black kids in Black communities, like, be successful. And we need to engage all parts of the community yeah. to make this happen. Yeah. So he was really, like a leader in this in um, That's incredible. Philadelphia. Yeah. So then um, he was appointed as associate superintendent of community relations. And then later on in 1970, he gets appointed as Oakland County superintendent again, as the first black man to wow. hold this position, which was big at the time. Yeah. So uh, black past wrote that Foster was quote, known as a Titan in the areas of urban school reform, mm. compensatory education and community shared responsibility in education. And again, um, the article notes that he talked about um, how that responsibility included the taxpayers, it included politicians, it included business owners in the area, mm. and it included parents to all work together alongside the educators yeah. to help students succeed. That it's not just what a concept the teachers, yeah. right? Like everyone, we all have to work together for Jesus. this. And uh, Heart and Daily News adds that, quote, Foster repeatedly convinced students that violence distracts from equity issues rather than solving them. And he developed a black history curriculum to build pride and not separatism. Mm. I love this. Guy. Yes. Amazing. And so like, yeah, and he just he really um, and remembers like this is coming off of um, um you know, uh, schools that are now being integrated, mm -hmm. you know, there's all of these things. Yeah, and then we have the private, those private schools yeah. popping up that want all white kids, you know, so, yeah. so he's in there like trying to really work for black students. Mm. So at the time there was also talk of having more police presence in schools and discussions of creating ID systems to keep drug dealers out of schools. So at the time, this is the 70s, right? It's today, it's so different. Today, like every kid has to have an ID. You cannot walk into right. school. You cannot be a teacher, anyone at school. You got to have that ID on you, especially with all of the the <coughs> school shootings, right? Yes. So when all of um, that started happening more and more frequently, like they developed, like everyone's got to have a student ID mm. and there's uh, SRO officers yes. on campus. Some schools have metal detectors. Um, you know, all of these things have been implemented. And even in Broward now- yeah. Um, I, I saw a sign that was like, like you can be scanned mm. like with a, a metal detector because there have been incidents this school year of like three different incidents of kids having guns in their backpacks at school. You know, it's just a very, yeah, it's scary. It's different. And so I understand it's, 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 it's complicated because I understand the need for like the protection, but then I also see like the danger of having such a heavy police sort of security presence and yeah. that school to prison pipeline. Like there's all of it's, it's very complicated and tenuous and it's not, these aren't easy things I think mm. to talk about, but so back then in the seventies, anybody could walk on a school campus. Like you could be a teenager from any school and walk into some, you know, large school. I tell no you, it was like that in know. the nineties. Yeah. It was like, like that in high, when I was in high school. Yeah. No one's going to know like who's here, who's not yeah. here, who's this person, whatever. You could just so, leave too. You could just and you could just walk <laughs> out. Just oh walk my out. God. I, I used to walk out of school Oh God, Dina. so many times. I skipped school. I never skipped school. Oh, I skipped school. Uh, oh my God. It's bad. It's a bad idea, but now you can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang, how yeah. our kids, like I would just be like, Hey, we're going to Denny's for four hours. Bye. 
<laughs> like just be gone. Denny. Oh my god. That's so 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. I love that. So um the folks who were like not students, even like if they were young kids, they could go on campus or selling drugs. So there was this like worry of like, oh, we gotta stop these kids mm. from coming on campus. Right. So I want to just jump, I'm going to kind of jump into Do it. Let's hear a it. major incident. Oh, so God. on November 6th, 1973, Marcus Foster was leaving a school board meeting and he was shot eight times. Oh, Jesus. Eight times with what? hollow point bullets. <gasps> what? Yes. And he was with Deputy Superintendent Robert Blackburn and he was also shot, but he was shot with shotgun pellets. So- Two shooters. Two shooters. And a few days after the killing, the New York Times reported that the coroner's office released further information that the bullets, because they're hollow uh, point bullets, yes. they were packed with cyanide. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they were packed with cyanide. And I was like, what is this even a fucking mean? professional hit? Professional. So, Holy shit, dude. So I was like, well, I need to know what a hollow point bullet is. Like, well, how is that different from a regular bullet? So just- What? So regular bullet, like, which can just, you know, it'll pierce through, it'll, boom, yeah. and go right but, through. The hollow point explodes, explodes and it's meant to like stay in yes, and grab onto the, the skin and, and it causes oh, more bleeding and oofa. damage. And then on top of that, you have the cyanide in there, which I read wow. some reports that said like cyanide tip doesn't really like do that much additional harm. And then I saw some articles that were like, no, it could be damaging if it's in the bloodstream. So, right, right. You know, but he got hit with these hollow point um, bullets. So, Holy shit, who the fuck would want I mean, this guy's doing imagine? good things. Can you imagine? So a few days after that, oh God! Our, so it's like all of this is have the coroner's reports being released, oh and God. then newspapers around the area are receiving letters. What? And they're receiving letters from the Simonese Liberation Army. Oh my God! Which I will refer to as the SLA from this point out. Dang! And they this is claimed, a deep dive, bitch. They yes. claimed responsibility for the shooting. What? Yes. So according to the New York Times, they said in letters to police and newspapers that Foster and Blackburn had been found, quote, guilty of crimes against children and the lives of the people by a, quote, people's court. And the punishment was execution. That's what they said. And not just ex execution, but execution by cyanide bullets. That's what, what they the put fuck? in the letter. So- the letters they sent also warned that others would be attacked as well. <gasps> and the letter had a cover on it with a symbol on the front that was a coiled seven-headed cobra. Oh, Jesus That was Christ. similar to like part serpent, part lunatic, nags lunatic of uh, like the Hindu Buddhist theory. Like it was like one of these like- and QAnon shit, these people. Yes. Lacking. And the letter also presented itself as a warrant order. Oh, That please. read in part, quote, this attack is to serve notice on the fascist board of education and its fascist supporters that the court of the people have issued a death warrant on all members and supporters of the internal warfare identification computer system. What? It continued, quote, <laughs> nerds, this shoot on site order will stay in effect until such time as all political police are removed from our schools oh. and all photos and other forms of identification oh. are stopped. Oh, so. Heart, okay. yes. So, Because um, like, like, why are they so upset about this? Right. But, okay. So Hart and uh, Saline News reported that the SLA wanted to start an, an insurrection with this. So they like kill. So I don't ever want to hear that like, word again. I know. There's this idea of um, the 
the ID programs being oppressive and also, you know, targeting more black students. Yeah. But this is a black superintendent, right? So they're pissed off about this ID program. But the thing is, Black Pass said that Foster was working against those programs. So he was like, like saw the need for it. Right. But he was like kind of pushing for a more watered down version. Like, so they don't really know what this guy's doing. Not. And he's killed for something that he wasn't actively pursuing oh, I or believe he was killed this is incredible yeah like so that's like their first act like the SLA's oh my like god first, like this is the first thing that they do and they're not really like uh around for long but at the time when these letters come in the police don't believe it they're like oh this is some hoax like this is oh, like oh my god these because they they never heard of them. yeah but and, this is the 70s people right. are fucking wild with, <laughs> with the cults and shit i know get it together and the fbi and you're in california right, right. i mean like that's where all the craziness was fucking <laughs> happening so the fbi too they were like well we haven't heard of it you know because the fbi like, gets information about yes, certain groups yes and they're like we don't know who the heck that's because these, these fucking are. nerds are like down in some basement yeah. somewhere getting their shit you know getting getting like yeah. planning this getting like overtaking up. the world they basically said like anybody could have written those letters based on the newspaper accounts. There's nothing in those letters that are like saying specifically, we know something the police don't know. Okay. However, the coroner's office was like, yo, hold up. Yeah, cyanide. We never said anything about cyanide yes. bullets. So that's when wow. they were like, oh, maybe there is this connection. Wow. Yeah. So who the, so whatever. But mm. let me, I want to just give a little bit tiny Tiny breakdown of like who the SLA are. Yeah. Great, okay. Good, so good. I'm not getting into the nitty gritty people. All right. It's a lot because it's a lot. Yeah. So um, here's an overview. So the group, according to the New York Times, was considered the first leftist terrorist group. Mm. So at the time, the group included two escaped convicts, a number of young women, two men who were arrested and being held in San Quentin prison. And there was another man at the time like that was still at large. So the group began in prison and it was formed oh, wow. from a black prison group called the black cultural association and that group was primarily focused on building pride within inmates and bringing them back to their communities once released so mm. like this is like this organization was starting but one of the members of this group david defries he was like this escaped convict he splintered off and he ends up like becoming more political okay. and a little bit more like radical in um what he wanted the organization to do. And mm -hmm. he's the one that actually formed the SLA. Okay. And the group was made up of both blacks and whites. And there were some Vietnam veterans. There were um, the women, like primarily sort of motivated from the women's uh, rights movement. Mm. So there's all of these people that are like protesting the war, protesting right. for women's rights, like the revolutionary stuff. They're getting people who are, you know, from those ideas and forming together into this group. And there was turmoil on like which direction the organization should go in. Um, and then once it sort of became sort of clear, like it was going to be this more political radical, mm -hmm. radical thing. Like they, again, like they are not part of that original black cultural association right. because now there's something else. Mm. So they established, um, <clears throat> um, they established into the SLA. They created the slogan quote, death to the fascist insect that preys upon the life of the people. That's their slogan. Jesus. Ooh. And they included that in all of their letters. Like that's like their little signature line. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, they took time. They planned like, this is our organization. This is our motto. Here's our symbol. Like, and we're going to like bomb. Murder, like, like they want to bomb. Yeah. They want to rob. They yeah. want to kill. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. So getting back to the attack. 
the New York Times reported that Blackburn, who survived the shooting, so mm. he's that assistant superintendent, yes. he explained that as they were walking out to their cars after that meeting, they passed two people in an alley. And Don't so- Don't ever go through an, down I a know. fucking alley. So he said that they looked about 15 to 20 years old. Oh. And one of them approached and shot Dr. Foster with a 38 caliber gun and the other shot Blackburn with the shotgun. So it was a clear ambush. Like they're yeah, waiting they're, for them yeah, in the alley. Yeah. Premeditated. Yeah. yeah. And SF Gate reported uh, Blackburn's account of that day. And this is from Blackburn. Quote, the guns went off and I felt slammed, hit, spun around. The two figures were crouching and I saw flashes from the muzzles of their guns. Then I was being hit from behind with a shotgun. Mm. I stumbled down the side of the car into a narrow alley, stumbling and reeling. They stood over Marcus <gasps> and put another round in his head. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Jesus. Like he's getting shot. He sees this happening oh to his my colleague. God. This is awful. And, and, and like, you know, it's nighttime. It, it, I, I can't, it's so senseless and stupid yeah. and scary. People were charged. Okay. So in January 1974, a 27-year-old Vietnam War veteran, Joseph Ramiro, was charged with the murder of Dr. Foster. He was a member of SLA, along with this other guy, uh, Russell Little, who was also arrested and charged with the murder. So mental health and veterans. Can we please, can we please keep talking about (sighs) mental health with veterans, please? And, you know, young yeah. So the way that they caught them is they were in a van. Mm-hmm. They're riding in this white van. I oh feel like God. the 70s, like they only had white vans, yeah. but they're riding white, down. White vans. <laughs> they're riding in this white van and cops were like, eh, this van's a little suspicious. Yeah. So they didn't know that it was the SLA in this van. Right. They were like, oh, this car's a little suspicious. Let's see what's going on. So they, as they kind of like pursue to try to like get the car, the van to stop, the guys in the van start shooting at the police. So Jesus. Now, yeah. Calm down. So now like- you know, this whole like thing ensues and they go find the hideout and like, it's this, God. it's crazy. I can't go into all of it. Yeah. Go read it. It's like a wild. Could but, you imagine ever being in a van and being in a shootout with the police? Oh like that God. sounds insane. Yeah, get I, would me just, out. I would be crying and I screaming just, the I whole time. I just imagined it like the scene from um, Back to the Future when the van comes out. Like, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I gotta tell you, that's, like, what that, happened? That scene when I was a kid freaked me it's the fuck scary. out because you're in this open parking lot at the mall yes. and he's like trying to run and hide. And, and there's nowhere to hide. No, and I we've watched it with, with at least within the last year and that scene starts again and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like it's just so fucking scary but that's what i imagine like what did they do they just opened the side door of the van yeah. and started shooting <laughs> or oh the, my back, God. the back of the they're van they're cyanide bullets oh jesus crazy too much they get so much time on their hands i know it's too much it's too much <laughs> so basically when they eventually like get to the van mm-hmm. they find sla literature oh boy weapons can we now say that this is a real fucking yes. group and then they raided other homes they, they find yeah. everything good 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 so ramiro and little were found guilty and sentenced to life. Good. Okay. Bye. So some of the aftermath. So after the killing of Foster, the group split. There were those who didn't want Foster killed and thought the group went too far. And then there are the people that are like, this is what we need to do. Mm. So what happens where Foster's murder gets overshadowed is in February, 1974, mm-hmm. the SLA kidnapped Patty Hearst from Crazy. Her college campus. Fucking great story. And she Fantastic was story. the granddaughter of William Hurst, who, by the way, oh, yeah. is a garbage, garbage, Total garbage, trash. garbage person. Trash heap. And this made national attention because yeah. like the Hurst, I mean, the, he was a big time media mogul and he used his paper 
yeah. to manipulate politics Ooh, all of the cover time. Him. Let's cover him. I know. Him. I put on. I was like, I like he needs his own episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. According to history, a few days after the kidnapping, the SLA called a radio show to say that Hearst was a political prisoner. And, you know, um, so he, Hearst does do all this stuff to try to um, yeah. get her back. Like, and, and, but people were, were pissed off about it because uh, he was like, okay, I'm going to donate money for like this, for, for, to offer food for the poor. And they're like, we don't want your money. We don't want your handouts. Oh it was God. like, because like he wasn't this great guy. Yeah. So the kidnapping of Hearst becomes this huge thing. And um, especially when she's filmed on two separate occasions. Ooh, this is good, yes. For robbing banks. Mm. And then she releases a video on her own saying that she joined the SL SLA of her own free will. Yeah. However, <laughs> once she's arrested <laughs> and she's traveling around a year with her kidnappers <laughs> slash comrades, yeah. <laughs> she, um, it's such a great story. It's so funny. It's so good. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm a victim of oh. Stockholm syndrome. Who me? And I didn't do this. I didn't. No, 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 I no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, she bitch. Made, she's written books. Oh, girl. It's a thing. It's a real so, thing. Yeah. So she claims. Stockholm. I right? mean, Stockholm syndrome. It is yeah. a thing. And she claims that this is what she uses in her defense. Yeah. But she's still found guilty. Yeah. So so despite that, she's found guilty in 1976. Yeah. And she's Wasn't she weird? Like in the bank video, <laughs> she's got like the black <laughs> yeah, beret yeah. on a glasses and the gun. And she's like this. And I'm like, what's yes. that bitch doing? Yes. Oh, wrong with that bank. Oh, she my was God. like, I'm finally liberated. Yeah. The Liberation <laughs> Army isn't really about the radical things for me. It's just me be liberated from the crazy family that I'm from. Wow. I'm, I get to be wild. Now. Yeah. That's what I picture. You know, like she's just, yeah, she's just and she poor folded, little rich girl. Kind and then of she thing. folded right back into society after that. Oh, like she my went God. Right back, right back to where she yes, left off. Please. Yeah. It's fucked up. Nothing happened. Yeah. So um, she is found guilty. She was sentenced to seven years in prison for mm -hmm. uh, the bank robberies. Yeah. And she served just under two years when then President Carter uh, commuted her sentence. <laughs> and then in 2001, Bill Clinton uh, pardoned her. <laughs> because we can't have rich people have a no. record. Democrats I mean, are, Democratic or especially white rich women. Yeah. And we these, don't want these that. These Democrat presidents that. are just as guilty as, oh, you know, okay, pardoning yeah, their buddies. All, please, yeah. please. Please, if it was Please. anybody else, yeah, she would have sat for seven years, if not longer, if not longer. Yeah. So Blackburn, the assistant superintendent, had this to say, mm. quote, in the senseless murder of Marcus Foster, they robbed our nation of arguably the finest urban superintendent we had in that day. Mm. Little was made of that because of the public's preoccupation with a vapid 19-year-old girl who knew little about the world and was taken over psychologically by her kidnappers. Oh. So I'm still angry with it. I loved Marcus Foster very much. He meant the world to me. Oh, that's so sad. You know, but good for him yeah. for calling it out. Like everyone's like, oh, this girl's kidnapped, which I get like uh, because they're a famous family. It's still but like again, this today. again, just because a celebrity doesn't mean that you are more important yeah. than this other person. And again, he's a black man. She's a white little girl. white girl. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. Sorry. That shit doesn't change. It's such bullshit. I know. So in 1985, Ramiro requested and denied parole for the murder of Dr. Uh, of Dr. Foster. In 1981, uh, Little, who was also convicted, yes. his conviction was overturned. Oh. And he was acquitted. What? So he said that Patricia Soltzik 
was actually responsible along with Emily Harris. And a website about the SLA noted that Hearst, during her testimony, uh, confirmed that the involvement was with these other two girls and not Little. But were there just two people in the alley? Yes, but they're saying that it wasn't. That it wasn't this guy, Little. Wow. Yeah. So, and Little had this to say, according to a Liquid Search article, quote, who actually pulled the trigger that killed Foster was Ms. Moon. And Ms. Moon is a nickname for Patricia Solsik. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm saying her name right. And Nancy was supposed to shoot Blackburn. She kind of botched that and DeFreeze ended up shooting him with a shotgun. So they're saying other people were there. So maybe... um, Blackburn just saw the two people coming up, but maybe there were more people there. And wow. I can imagine being disoriented, being yeah. shot with a shotgun and having all this. But DeFreeze, remember, is um, the guy, the ex-con, right. who branched off and started the SLA. Right, right. So he's saying like he was involved in these other women. Of course. So the group really only had about like 10, you know, main people in it that were uh, leading all of this. And after Ramiro and Little were arrested, they were down, um, you know, people Mm. and they, they kind of falls apart. All right. So some points of interest. So, um, remember the New York times reported that the police were like, Oh, this is a hoax. This is fake. But two days after, um, Hearst was kidnapped and they went into her apartment, they found hollow point cyanide filled bullets in her apartment. So that's when they were like, okay, there's, um, this connection. Yeah. So I thought that was a little weird. That is totally weird. Very, very weird. So uh, Academia reported that after his death, um, Foster received an award from Philadelphia for doing um, the most for the city. Mm. And he also had sites named in his honor. He had an athletic field at Gratz High, the Student Union Building at uh, Shaney University, an indoor pool in Philadelphia. Um, there was a Marcus Foster Award created to school administrators in Philly for contributions in education. Wow. And there is a scholarship program for Oakland High School students from the Mar- Marcus Foster Educational Institute that regularly offers awards and still does um, wow, to students amazing. each year. And then after the kidnapping of Hearst, six members of the SLA died in May 1974 because they were in a hideout. And it was burned down in a shootout with LA cops and they were essentially like shot and burned to death. Holy so that cow. Kinda, like ends it that all. That kind of ends it. And it ends wow. a little later. There's still people in jail that were oh, in jail Jesus, through the 2000s. The over it. But again, like- 2000s? Yeah. I like God. go and check out, uh, you know, more information about the SLA. But I, again, I really wanted to highlight Marcus yeah. Foster in this story because he was a leader, educational leader, um, and- his story is kind of forgotten in it's all really of the sad. heyday of it because yeah. they just focus on Patty. Of Hurst, course, I'd never so. heard that about his murder at yeah. all. Yeah, wow. yeah. <gasps> short and oh, sweet. Tina's but... so good. Oh. Mine's definitely going to be very short. Oh, but it's so fucking good. Ooh, girl. Die. Yes, let's oh. do it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Out Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Beard Out. And a lot of other things. We're funny. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I told him to say. Good job with your I script. Listen. Yay. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, we try and pair a beer with a Weird Al song and talk about both things and go where the conversation takes us. It's fun. I promise. You'll like it. Yeah. I mean... If you like talking about 
random things as well as you know fine craft beers and some wonderful craft music craft music i love it so but not craft singles so far this promo is going about as smoothly as one of our episodes Absolutely. If this has enticed you in any way, please go to beardoutpodcast.com. HTTP colon <laughs> slash slash www.beardoutpodcast.com. I repeat, HTTP, if you want it to be, if you want it to be secure, HTTPS colon slash slash www.beardoutpodcast.com. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I found this story on Twitter. Um this there was a BBC article and it's like, did you know? And it had a picture of this guy and he was like this American, you know, guy running for office in America and I was like and this wild story. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? I looked it up and I could not fucking believe it. <gasps> Tell me everything. So I am covering perennial candidate from Montana, Uh-oh. Stan Jones. Oh, okay. Jones. So again, this is very short because the thing about him is kind of, it's not like a big deal, but it's just, kind of, it's, it's wacky funny. Yes, so I don't, that, the I don't mug, have a lot of, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of background about him. It's just, you know, whatever, mischief, mischief. but it's just so fucking funny. So Stan Jones is a member of a libertarian party and a perennial loser in Montana <laughs> politics. Um, he moved to Montana after divorce ended his 18 year marriage. Uh, and some of his stances on policy issues tend to be socially conservative. Among other issues, he supports the death penalty, opposes same sex marriage and has called abortion a quote crime against humanity End quote. Oh, but you support the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes so it much makes sense. so much sense. We care about life. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing, one of the couple of things I read about him is that he really got involved in politics during the Reagan administration because he said it was too liberal. Oh. And then he said George W. Bush was the most liberal president we've ever had. (laughs) I was like, what? This guy sounds horrible. This is the guy asking for the constitution to be changed to ban same sex, to be same, you know, oh my God. Okay, so during the senatorial debate held on October 9th, 2006, Jones proposed that a collaboration of European... Okay, so he would say crazy conspiracy things all the time, right? And so during one of these debates, uh, he said that uh, a collab... That proposed that a collaboration of European Union and North American elites were on the verge of forming a, quote, one world communist government, end quote, right? So he's like on that, like... worried. He's worried about everything. You know, QAnon-esque kind of fringe, like, level of fucking... Yeah, craziness, right? Uh, He ran twice unsuccessfully for the United States Senate in 2002 and 2006, and three times unsuccessfully as a libertarian nominee for governor of Montana. He just keeps going. Yeah, in 2000. Nobody wants to vote for you. Yeah. But keep going. In 2000, 2004, and 2008. So he's run all the time since 2000 and he get the money for this that's what i want he's just like and he's just an odd guy right like and so he also has to like sue to be parts of debates because it's like Uh. oh we only take these major candidates and he's like fuck you i'm a candidate right (laughs) like i get so he gets on these stage to do these debates oh my god how embarrassing his family must be oh yeah riddled with embarrassment i mean please so here's this thing so he shows up 
in late September 2002 for this U.S. Senate debate in Great Falls, Montana. And he wasn't very well in the polls, right, leading up to the election, of course, because he's libertarian and, like, nobody, nobody really gives him a yeah. chance. Unfortunately, like, I would love to have a third party in this fucking country. Oh, I mean, Two-party system sucks we, balls. Like, we nobody do fucking have loves more this. parties, but they just, they yeah. have... Nobody gives them a real chance. No. They really don't have a fighting chance, which is unfortunate. It's because not right. It's not right. It's not. Um, so... He he shows up and everybody's just they couldn't keep their eyes off of him. They're like, wow. what's wrong with him? Like there's something off, right? Oh no. And like something awful had happened. They're like wait, looking wait. at him and he's like his appearance was so fucked up. They're like, what, what? what do you is mean? wrong with this guy, right? What did he look like? So <laughs> he has white hair, right? Like he's an older man. He he was blue. What do you mean? His skin was blue. Why? <laughs> Wait. Like he literally was blue. Was he dying? No. So he wasn't lacking oxygen. He he had previously run <laughs> for office, so like people knew knew who he was, but his skin had turned this clearly this a like grayish blue color. And That's so not healthy. in the debate audience reported um this reporter Tom Kotinsky of the Great Falls Tribune said everyone was wondering aloud about Jones's health. Like, yeah, like for his part, he was like, he said, quote, wonder, he wondered if his circulation yes, might have been cut off yes. or feared <gasps> he might be having a heart attack right there. Like, oh my you know, God. Like, what so was no one happening? can even listen to the you know? debate because they're but like, Jones, this guy's going to drop Yeah, dead. but like he wasn't suffering from anything. He wasn't dying. He wasn't, wasn't having anything cut off. He, right? What did he do? But he it was just, like visible, like these, this like something <laughs> was... So it turns out it was like the after effects of this very serious panic that he had. So here's like what happened. So in the late 1990s, Jones attended one of many prepared expos that attracted anti-government patriots and others who feared millennial meltdown when the oh. clock struck 2000. Y2K? This is Y2K! Y2K, <laughs> Y2K Tina! What was the last time you said Y2K? Oh my God. It's the greatest fucking scam on the on a fucking world. Do you remember world. everyone freaking out? Yes! Oh, well, we're going to talk about that. I fucking love Y2K so fucking much. So, oh my God. But this also reminds me of like COVID and that horse, the horse pills, like people get taking all that oh, shit. Like effervescent this, Yes, whatever, like yeah. this reminds me of the same, like that kind of behavior and like anti-government, they're going to poison us shit. Was, has been happening since the dawn of time. Yes. Like nobody, there's no, always yeah. a group of people don't trust the government, don't want to get vaccines, want to take some off-brand like yeah. fucking <laughs> quacky shit over here. Horse, yeah. yeah. Horse so that was happening during Y2K, right? So among the sellers at these like, you know, expos, um, where they were hawking these portable water purifiers, freeze-dried foods, sun ovens, Israeli gas masks. What? Which I had in my house at one point. Uh, <laughs> Jones uh, watched a demonstration on how you can make your own colloid, colloid, colloidal silver. Colloidal? <gasps> I think I'm saying that right. Silver. No. So this was touted by some alternative health types as the, quote, universal antibiotic. No. Yeah. So he, he was he concerned. He ingested this? Yes. <laughs> so he was, he was concerned that the impending Y2K crisis no. would dangerously reduce supplies of antibiotics. So he went home and started brewing his own colloidal silver. Okay, so I want to talk about Y2K because, you know. Is he a scientist, a chemist? No, bitch. <laughs> no. That's like me going like, I'm going to make my own silver. Like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. 
So, oh my God. And the internet wasn't even as good as it is no, today. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so let's talk about Y2K. So Y2K was this, they called it, uh, okay, so it was called, I love all these yeah, names. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, please give me a moment to talk about yeah, Y2K because it was just my please. favorite thing ever. So it was called Y2K. It was called the year 2000 problem, yeah. also known as the Y2K problem, millennial bug, Y2K <laughs> bug, Y2K glitch, or Y2K error. And it refers to this potential computer errors related to the formatting and storage of calendar data for dates in and after the year 2000, yeah, right? Yeah, so many yeah, yeah. programs- Everyone's like, everything's gonna crash. Yes. So We're gonna lose it all. Yes. So many programs represented this four digit years with only the final two digits making the year 2000, right. indistinguishable from 1900. And so computer systems inability to distinguish dates correctly from the potential, had the potential to bring down worldwide infrastructures uh. for industries ranging from banking to air travel. And then the years leading up to the turn of the century, the public gradually became aware of the Y2K scare and eventually, <laughs> and Individual companies predicted the global damage caused by the bug would require anything between 400 million and 600 billion to rectify. Give me a break. Like just change the code. It's so fucking great. <laughs> so a lack of clarity regarding the potential dangers of the bug led some to stock up on food, water, and arms, purchase backup I generators, and withdraw large sums of money in anticipation of a computer-induced apocalypse. Yeah. I was oh, so broke the back best. then that um, it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yes. the banks could go, oh, yeah, take, you yeah, have no money. Yeah, yeah, you have Great. no money. Oh, I didn't have money in there to yeah. begin with. Yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so contrary to public expectations, few major errors actually occurred in 2000. So primarily due to the preemptive action of many computer programmers I mean, and information technology experts. Computer it's a date. I remember, I, so the company that I work for, I was actually, actually working for them oh. in 2000. I've worked for them for over 20 years. And so I remember our IT guy who was a friend of my boss coming in and like getting our computers Y2K compatible. And actually when I was doing this, I looked up like Y2K and I have in our in Instagram, like or in our pictures, go look at them. But there's like a, a, a CD, like a, for a disc that you would, <laughs> used to have CDs you'd put yes, into a computer. Yes. Um, and it was like, how to get your computer Y2K <laughs> compatible. It like, it like ran your system oh to like fix God. them. But I think those were all scams. Yes. Like I think it was all fucking scams. So companies oh and organizations in some countries, but not all had checked, fixed and upgraded their computer systems to address this problem. And then US President Bill Clinton, who organized efforts to minimize the damage in the United States, labeled Y2K as quote, the first challenge of the 21st century successfully met, end quote. And retrospectives on the event typically commend the programmers who work to avert the anticipated disaster yeah. good for them okay so great so why, i wanted wait, to why it was millennial bug and millennial yeah uh millennial mil bug. millennials need to have a shirt that's just like that, that yeah. represents who they are now yeah y2k like, yeah <laughs> Millennial damage. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about silver because, you know, medical uses for silver, it's in a lot of the things that we use, but yeah. you know, it's, you're not supposed to use it's it poison. in great it's numbers. Poison. Yeah. So medical uses of silver include its use in wound dressings, creams, and an antibiotic, antibiotic coating on medical devices. And um, wound dressings contain silver sulfadizin or silver nanomaterials and it may be used to treat external infections right okay. and then limited evidence available shows that silver coatings on endotracheal breathing tubes may reduce the incidence of ventilator associated pneumonia oh. so it's like it's used so, in yeah, stops infection yeah okay um and also used in like when they have urinary tract infections they use it on the catheters and blah 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 but silver generally has low toxicity and minimal risk is is expected when silver is used in approved medical applications 
right? Approved. So this Approved. motherfucker sees this thing at the expo and he goes home and he starts electrically charging a couple of silver wires in a glass of water. What? And then mixing the particles in a daily dose how of drinking water. How the hell water. does he even know how to do I that? I don't know. But you know how, you, so somehow he would do this and it would cause like droplets of silver. <gasps> and he would then, and take, then he would drink, drink that. <laughs> right? And he started to notice, according to him, these benefits right away. But he. But he that he's imagining. Yeah. But this isn't like, and he's also not the only person who did this. Like ads for colloidal silver. I know I'm, pro I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. Colloidal silver uh, became a staple of both preparedness expos and oh Patriot publications God. in the late nineties. One of dozens of remedies, including such as like eyebrow raising cancer treatments. Uh, and like, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. will never go away. Yeah. You know. And according to uh, Dr. Steph, uh, Stephen Barrett, uh, who dissects colloidal silver myths on his website, www.quackwatch.com. Fucking <laughs> love Can it. Can we have him on the podcast? Uh, he's Talk like, about the crazy. This is like, these, he's yeah. like these magazines and these fairs, these patriot things are like rife with quacky things, right? It's, it's, uh, it's and, dangerous. Yeah, it's he said dangerous. that um, quacks made especially wild claims for colloidal silver's efficiency. Um, effective, he said it was, quote, effective against more, they said it was a, quote, effective against more than 650 diseases. And there was, like, somebody who was like, my dog's alive because I give him silver. What? Like, you know, and they made no mention of, like, side effects that could happen if you take too much or drink yeah. too much silver. But, I mean, if they're not scientists. No. They should, they, they really should not be. But it's like, it's like people watching Fox news or well, like, or, or, today, or, or, or what's his name? What's his name? That, that comedian that has the podcast, Joe Rogan. Oh with the, what's that stuff called? Ever, Evermectin. Evermectin. Like yeah. that kind of thing. It's the same thing. Who, yeah, why or, is Joe Rogan telling people today, to take this shit? Even today. And, and we've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but people who do like these new agey, like, Hey, you know, come and and i'll do this like meditation with you and i'll do this and and you'll be cured of your disease like you don't have a right to yeah. to give people false hope like that yeah. i feel like it's so gross and you know you can get into a lot of trouble doing this yes. like somebody sues and says this person was advertising yes. this thing like you could get into a lot of they trouble. probably have some really fine print that's like this is not FDA approved. We are not medical. You know, like yeah. they, they cover their asses on that. So its main side effect is called argyria. And it's a condition that permanently turns your skin this <gasps> bluish gray permanently? color. Permanently? <laughs> it never goes back. It doesn't go away. No. And this has been widely known in medical circles since the early 20th century. No. Right? Like people, doctors, they know that this is a thing. So most doctors no, stop so prescribing. still blue. <laughs> Bitch, Yes. <laughs> Well, there's somebody who's worse. I should put the picture in our notes because there's another guy. When you look this up, there's a guy who's like famous for like, he's literally like, the. this guy's like, like a tinge blue, blue. Like blue, like a, what's that movie? Avatar blue. Yeah, there's a guy who literally looks no! so fucking blue. But this guy's got like a tinge what blue. What was that song? I'm blue, ba ba bee, ba ba ba. Oh girl, that's <laughs> not, now you're going back. Don't age yourself like that, Tina. I know, well, we, listen, we're yeah. in a 90s episode. Is we're in it? a 90s <gasps> episode. Hi. The best. I actually wrote down that's so 90s as maybe a title. Um, so mo most doctors stopped prescribing silver containing health products in the 1920s after silver nose drops caused an outbreak of cadaverous skin. So like that color, right? And Jones's outbreak became obvious in 2001, but he had been taking it since 99. Um, right? So it was slowly doing this. And he said, quote, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, shaving every morning and you don't notice something gradual. But then people start asking you, 
hey, are you feeling okay? <laughs> and you look kind of, you look, you know, they said you look kind of pale and you start to realize something's wrong. My Paul Newman face was no longer so attractive. Oh unquote. no. Did he have a Paul Newman Bitch, face? Bitch, please. Okay. Bitch, I Paul mean, Newman? Paul Newman is like, Oof, uh, that's, that's high caliber. I would also fuck him very hard. Young Paul Newman? Mm. Wow. Bitch. Dang. Fuck. <laughs> I stare at that spaghetti jar, spaghetti sauce jar, and I'm like, that's, damn, and Paul that's, Newman's that's, hot. And that's old Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, anytime. Maybe oh, not, Lord. Maybe not dead yeah, Paul Newman, not though. Not dead Paul Newman, no. Anyway, <laughs> I draw my line at dead guys, everybody. That's where Hillary's at on the dating pool. Draw my line. If I got to dig them up out of the ground and I have to work that hard, that dig ain't worth working oh, that fucking hard. Digging oh, out grave. Dang. <laughs> dang, this episode. Oh my God. Ooh. Honey, pull it together. <laughs> so um, for Jones, there's been more good news than ill since his blue skin went public at, the, at that debate. And they called, they would say, <laughs> they started saying Papa Smurf for Senate. No. <laughs> That's what you get, you dummy. So they would like, it was just jokes after jokes, but he was like oh. so excited because it was like publicity for his publicity. campaign. Yeah. So he was like, I don't give a fuck. He said, like, Smurf. yeah, he was like, so what? I'm a flash in the pan, but at least people are like giving him interviews. He's like, I don't give a fuck. He like actually liked, enjoyed all of this I attention. I bet you he kept taking the silver. Of course. Well, I don't know. He stopped yeah. taking it, but he did of course lose that race. But here's, this is the fucking thing that I love so fucking There's much. There's more. This is the last thing, but like, so he, that was in 2002. He runs again no, in 2006. <laughs> of course he does. It's and fucking politics, bitch. He's still fucking blue. Oh my God. But because he's a third party candidate and he's got these super conservative oh. values, he pulls votes away from the Republican in the race, oh, right? Yay. Thank so, you, Papa Smurf. Love it. So he runs for the U.S. Senate again in 2006 and his candidacy changed the makeup of Congress. Oh. Okay. So he won 10,324 votes. What are you doing in Montana? What, what are you I doing know. out there? What? What? Um, in this make or break Senate race in Montana, a contest that Democrat John Tester won by 2,565 <gasps> votes yes. over the three-term Republican incumbent Conrad Burns. So it can be argued, oh. so it can be argued that he took a, the bulk of his votes from the conservative Burns, Good. which tipped the election to Tester, yes. which then tipped the Senate to the Democrats, which Let's then tipped go. the scales of U.S. political history. Let's go, Papa Smurf. It's fucking incredible, Let's right? Let's go, Papa yeah. So Jones said, quote, I'm tickled about that. There's <laughs> excitement for you to be taking the guy, talking to the guy who changed the country, end quote. Hey. Like he said to the reporter, like, hey, wow. come on in. Like, this, I'm the person. He is all about himself. It's incredible. He is all about himself. So that's hey, it. That's uh, it. our blue friend, I Stan Jones. <laughs> our blue friend i love it isn't that so fun i love it oh my god i loved I love it, it too. i love it I love oh it. my god what an incredible story so, so good. Oh, let me just so let me just quickly i wanted to show you um a picture because i sent it to my daughter because she was like what this is is so hilarious oh my god he's and blue he's, he's not paul newman no he's not paul newman he let, let me see if we can show this to the camera Oh yeah, a little bit, a, a little, little bit, bit, a little. It doesn't really. What am I? What am I doing? You'll you'll see it on our Insta. Go to Instagram, you Go motherfuckers. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Is that it? it? That is it. Oh my god, it's only ten o'clock in the morning. Yes. So now I have to take my son to get not one, not two, but three cavities filled in his mouth, and he's like wow. been dreading this all week. And yesterday he goes. 
oh, I said, what's wrong? And he goes, I was so looking forward to tomorrow. And then I remembered I had to go to the dentist. Aww, and I was like, maybe sweetie. you should brush your teeth more often then. Like, maybe you should it's, brush your I, teeth. I bite with my kids about their teeth. Jesus. Well, not my oldest, but my youngest. I'm like, yeah, me too. brush your teeth. Yeah, because this one, she had one cavity. And you know what she does now twice a day? Brushes and flosses her twi- yeah. teeth twice a day. And we went to the dentist a couple months ago. And the, the lady was like, oh my gosh, I can tell you take care of your teeth. She was all excited because she's like, yeah. I do not want another fucking cavity. Like, yes. And that's what I said to him. I was like, once you do yes, this. You're not going to want to do you're, it again. You know. Well, my oldest has braces. And so mm. he's always, you know. Involved. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> well. All right. That was fun. So much up front. I'm glad. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, it was great. All, all right, well. guys. <gasps> Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.